Fast so you got 20 years sober. Um, 19 years. Holy shit. Yeah. Congrats. And th- this year, next year is going to be 20. Yeah. Are you in the program or anything? Uh, kind of. Kinda. I mean, like, I don't run the, 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 you know, the, the full program, you know, like, and with the sponsor and yeah. what's crazy is that, you know, what kind of inspired me to get sober was actually, um, cartoon and Esteban. Yeah. Cause when I got sober, they were already seven years clean. Yeah. I remember. And then I was like, holy shit. They were like a power. I remember when they were like, I remember cartoon and Esteban and they were sober. And like, I think cartoon at the time was like into Tony Robbins and shit. <laughs> and they were on some like search and destroy. Like yeah. in that, that, that era, those two guys, I mean, they're still crushing. Right. Yeah. But in that era, as a young kid seeing them, it yeah. was like, my jaw was like, what the fuck is going on? Like these guys were, destroying everything like every anything that had anything to do with that kind of art or that lifestyle or that culture they had it in every in music and films in the shop in the, mm-hmm. the place that you know down skid like yeah. all that shit and that's why i have you know as soon as i made a little bit of money i was like well i have to get i have to get a stevan photo i have all these Esteban yeah. photos everywhere i was like i gotta get Dope. some of those Dope. and i went to them i was like i gotta you gotta you gotta break me <laughs> off you know I, I went there with like five grand i was like give me this 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 and then of course like, i'm getting tattooed by cartoon because <clears throat> at the time and probably still but it was like his clientele was just like a list yeah and it's like that was like a that was a mark that you've made it if you had if you had that the merchandise from those guys yeah and yeah and they were they they were a uh they were a beacon of a clean lifestyle yeah right i'm still i i still want a cartoon tat you know yeah before he retires hopefully you know we we joke about it sometimes it's what we're gonna actually do sometime but um, yeah but yeah they were very very in- instrumental or whether they knew it or not of me getting clean yeah at that time and then i remember asking cartoon to be my sponsor yeah and he was like he did he he kind of was like uh oh yeah Oh, sorry. Bring, yeah, the so mic, I, bring the mic closer. Bring the mic he closer. asked Cartoon to be my sponsor at the time, and he kind of politely declined, backed out, and then it kind of, kind of pushed me back from the program a little bit. Yeah. Where like, you know, I'm I'm not running the most perfect program, like I said, with sponsors and all yeah, that, yeah, and, yeah. and sponsoring people. But I do periodically go to meetings uh, to check myself in, especially if I start getting all tantaran and thinking that I got this thing licked. Yeah, I'll go to a meeting and hear some of the newcomer stories, and yeah, it quickly puts you back in check. Like you yeah. know, that it, just that quick, you can go out. You know. Yeah. Um, so, That's cool. Nineteen yeah. years is uh, is no joke. Yeah, I'm pretty. I I've done it a bunch of different ways, and the way I do it now is I'm pretty regular because. I'm still crazy, so I just still, if I get away from it for too long, my brain starts telling me all kinds of weird stories, mm-hmm. and uh, and I start also building cases against people, being like, you know what, fuck this dude, <laughs> and like that, my head gets full of resentments, mm-hmm. and uh, it still does even with with the program too, but like, at least it's managed, you know. We get and the thing is, you start if you're an alcoholic, you start to build a case against everything. And you're, there's a whole judge and jury in your head. It's like, you know what, man? Like, you need to first of all fuck that guy, and 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 fuck her too. And also, like, you should be doing this. And also, that guy's got a better car than you. And why can't you have like one joint? You yeah, know, like all yeah. that kind of bullshit. And that that chorus it lives in my head. So I have to, uh, I gotta say, pretty regular. Yeah. But hold on, I want to back up <laughs> because the cause thing, right? Mm. The wife gets you a cause doll for your tenth 
sobriety anniversary. So that must be like nine years ago, yeah. Nine years ago. She gets it at the wholesale price of like six racks. Yeah. From the manufacturer. I think it was four racks, another grand to bring in or something. Five racks, which is like, A, sick that someone's spending five racks on you as for a gift. That's dope. Yeah. No matter what it is. Oh, yeah. If it was a watch, a a necklace, I'd be blown away, right? But B... uh, it, the, the 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 value in this thing is just it's 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 now at two fifty to three hundred yeah. racks. And I remember someone telling me someday it's going to be worth like a quarter mil easy, um, and I didn't. I was like, really for for vinyl? You yeah. know, it's because yeah. it's not even like bronze or whatever. It's yeah. a, it's a vinyl sculpture. Yeah. you know, a vinyl toy. But um, yeah, I guess it's mind numbing that idea of not knowing when to get out because if you get out now every, everyone's going get out get out get yeah, out now yeah, yeah. fucking sell it and then like five years from now it's like one point hey allergies less, less. i got them too yeah uh five years from now it's like oh now it's one point two <laughs> <laughs> i need a fucking zero tech i was offering you a zero tech um well that well, no. they say the same thing about my my impalas too the 59 impalas skyrocketed right. out of all the impalas you know and the and the reason I the only reason why I like the fifty nine Impalas is because being that I'm half Chinese, you know, it's the only car with the kind of tilted eyes, like chinky. I call it the chinky eyes. <laughs> so that's the reason I got. I it. was I, wondering where you're I, going I, with being I just, half Chinese. I, I just didn't know it was going to be the most expensive right car out of the out of the Impala fleet. You know? Right, right, right. So you know, so now I'm working on four right now. And you have four of them. Yeah. And you just and, and uh, I got my eye on two more, you know. But my wife thinks I'm like out of my yeah. Well, <laughs> but, the thing is, you're you're hitting, you're buying things that are appreciating value, unlike yes. unlike most investments like that. Like most yes. low riders aren't appreciating value. But I will say this: they are going to outlaw gas cars by what is it, 2035 or something? Like you're not gonna be able to buy a car that uses gas. So they're gonna stop making anything. Like they're definitely never making that shit again, obviously. But they're gonna, is it 2035? Look at that, look at the fact boy. Um, They're gonna start outlawing gas powered uh, cars. So I just feel like if you have a classic car and it's well maintained, the value is gonna be immeasurable because they're they're gonna be like, those are museum things. Yeah, the rag is already doubled, you know? That's Um, crazy. the hard top, maybe not so much, but if I put a little money into it, it would, it would. But the, the beauty of it is I enjoy it. I drive my shit. You drive you know? your shit. I drive it. And but I, it's gotta be nerve wracking. And, and, and uh, especially the last car I got, it, we call it blue, but that one was a, it, it's a fucking show car. You know, it's a, it was a, it's a South side show car. You right. know, it was. Yeah. Um, now it's mine and now I renamed it blue, but it was called L Junior before and it won all these awards, like undercarriage, super like engraved, like it's, it's called L Junior. Is it um, on the internet anywhere that he can find it? If you it? look up L Junior 59 Impala. But you don't drive that one. I drive the shit out of it. You do? Yeah. Like but people trip. They're like, dude, you, you roll this like it's like, <laughs> like your You just take it to the store and shit? Uh, yeah, sometimes. Don't you, know, you get don't like, you get freaked out? Um, You know, no, no, because it's insured. Yeah. You know, I mean. All of it's insured, but like if something happens, <laughs> it's going to be in the shop for 47 months, right? Like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like they'll sit on that thing. Yeah. But that's her right there. Yeah. Wow. That's I mean, crazy. So I just, it's like that, but the patterns are gone because the guy that got it from him, like took the patterns off. So it looks more OG now. Wow. But it's beautiful. Like every like nut and bolt is like chromed and, that and, shit. and engraved and like, 
is, is, is bananas. You know, I'm, I'm just feel so blessed to be in a position to even acquire that car and put in my collection, you know? And you have to have a, I mean, do you keep all these things in a special place, like a special garage? Yeah, I mean, it's not temperature controlled or anything yet, but we're working on it, you know? Wow. Um, but yeah, that's the other thing is owning these things and you have to have a space to right. actually keep it and, you know, and, and have it maintained, you know, and serviced and things like that. So it's definitely an expensive hobby. And your you office know? is in Gardena area, right? Where my old place was. Yeah, don't say that address. But no, no, no yeah. I won't say it. Yeah, I won't say it. No, no, no. But yeah, I'm not, yeah, trying, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. not trying to Google you. Um, <laughs> no, but let's um, say the Gardena area. Yes. Yeah. Um, I say Compton, Gardena, because we're like in uh, the unincorporated LA, like in between, on the border. Yeah. So it's, and you it's, must get, people must trip every time you pull that shit out, right? They're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. Right, yeah. like yeah. they're just pulling up to a gas station, and like <laughs> you got to have a conversation every fucking two miles, yeah. right? Yeah, that's why my wife don't like to roll in it because yeah. it's like it's kind of nerve wracking. I guess when you're rolling and people are honking and they're yeah. like, you know, yeah, <laughs> honking at like you. old white ladies throwing their panties at me and shit. You know what I mean? Like, you know, <laughs> it's like I remember losing my virginity in that shit. Yeah, you know? like, so I mean, in that specific car <laughs> at the drive-in. Yeah, so. There's that. Okay, everybody. So this is the Powerful Truth Angels. Today on our show, we have Slick One. Uh, I would say in the pantheon of Los Angeles graffiti, uh, a, a probably a legendary writer to most. Um, definitely, you know, when I did you, first of all, did you do any research on Slick? Yeah. Do you know anything about What can you tell us about Slick? What do you know about Slick? He's a graffiti, well, I don't know if you're current, but a, uh, the graffiti artist uh, known for his graffiti and a uh, con oh, contemporary a artist as well. He's a graffiti artist known for his graffiti. Well, yeah, look around. I'm scrambling here. You Isn't that the, the point? Spot. Like, yeah. That was the no, point. Right? I'm just fucking with him. Yeah. I try to tell him to do research on guests and he never does until like five minutes before. No, I looked him up. Man. But luckily, I know I know who Slick is. Okay. I know who Slick is. Well, thanks for having me. I'm yeah. glad you're on. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people... It, my age will know who you are and a lot of people not my age a lot of historians will know who you are um i will say that the first thing that comes to mind and like listen i after all this time i i spent a lot a large portion of my life dedicated to doing graffiti uh graffiti has influenced my life to this very day because obviously i can reach out to a guy like you have you on my show and i know what i'm talking about it's influenced every facet of my entire life no mm. matter what i do it's just part of my life in a really weird way i didn't choose for it to be that way but to this day, like I'm still like doing throw up, like drawing graffiti, like fucking around for fun. Like just still, it's still in me so much. I don't go out and bomb anymore, but it's still a part. It's still a part of my whole fucking vocab, everything. Right. And, but I also am able to look back at all of that time and, and not take it as seriously as I took it when I was a kid. Cause when we were kids, it, we took this shit very seriously. Oh. And I, yeah. yeah, and I know that, and as a result of that, there were beefs. Like I know you had some legendary beefs with people. Everyone did. If you were a graffiti writer of any note, you had beef. <laughs> right, that was part of the game. And I just want to say the first thing that comes to mind that most people that know who Slick is is like they're just going to talk about the Slick Hex battle, right? That you guys were at the time the top dogs in town, and you guys had this battle, and it was super publicized, and it was like this event, right? It, it turned into an event. It turned into an yeah. event. Um, and if you can pull put up pull up Slick Hex battle, was, was there one or two? There's two battles. There's two battles. Yeah. Right. So the first one was at Belmont. The first yeah. one was at Belmont. I yeah. remember this. I remember Can Control covered it. Right? Yeah. They they put it on the publication. Yeah. And you know, if you guys don't know what a battle is, it's just like two writers 
sometimes it's crew versus crew battling yeah. on a wall, or sometimes it's writer versus writer. And this is how, and I don't think people do this anymore, but this is how writers would settle the beefs. Yeah. And they would go, they would just split a wall in half mm-hmm. and paint and just basically try to rip each other via painting. Yeah. And I remember yours was like, uh, I don't know if it was one or two, but you did a character of him coming out of a jack in the, jack in the box. That was number two. That was number two, yeah. the hoax one. Yeah. So, I mean, if we rewind, if we go even further back, we go yeah. to the, the first one at Belmont. Yeah. In my defense, I didn't even know it was a battle. Honestly. You didn't know? Okay. I thought it was just, I, 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 this guy Hex wanted to paint with me. Right. And at that time, I used to paint with whoever wanted to go paint. Like, I just loved to fucking paint. Yeah. You know? Even though I was killed to succeed, but I would paint with like Risky. Yeah. And, and uh, me and him were aerosolics when we painted because oh, he yeah. was from WCA. But I just love to paint. I painted with green, with yep. dream. Like those, oh are, those are my dogs, right? So this guy Hex wanted to paint. And uh said, like, yeah, let's paint. Let's do it. Let's let's rock some shit at Belmont. He goes, You take this half, you take this half. And this kid, this I remember this little kid, Sid, brought me his outline, and it was a TSO piece. And it was for taking slick out. And because the name of his crew is TGO. TGO I was like, yeah. So I was like, oh, TSO, okay, taking slick out. Until then, I, I, w- I already started my painting, and I had painted this little character with the little uh, with the dude sitting on this like stone throne, all lit, and uh, next to his pet scorpion. Oh, yeah. That was already painted. So I had already painted that when the kid brought me his outline. They're like, "Oh, slick! He's he wants to. This is a battle." Wait, so someone from his side? Showed- no, he was just a kid that hung out at just Belmont. a random kid from Belmont. Yeah, hey, I remember his name was Sid. And, he, and he, did and he write and Sid he, or his name was Sid? His name was Sid. And okay. He, he stole his outline. He stole his- Like, you know, like, because you leave it on the, you know, by your cans yeah, or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. he brought it to me and showed me. He's like, he was like my spy, right? He went in and he was yeah. like, yo, Slick, you know, this is what he's going to do. And yeah. Hex didn't really paint much up until then because he started with backgrounds. Like, so right, right off the bat, I thought he was cheating because he went with like rollers and like knocked out his background where I, I go in with spray paint. I was such an... I was such an idiot. I was such an aerosol purist yeah. that it had to be off from the spray can. Like, right, you couldn't like, roll it. I thought it. like rolling buff paint was cheating in my book, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, And, and just like, this, like these little rules we make up in our head and stuff, yeah. you know? But um, yeah, so I had already started with this, this scorpion and stuff. Uh, and then when I found out it was a battle, what happened was I put, um, I looked at what he was painting and he had painted a castle with a rat running which I guess was his, like, you see that, yeah, that castle? Yeah. It was his, uh, it, it was his pet rat running to the castle. So I, what I did was, uh, I was like, oh yeah? So I took that, I, I did my scorpion. And if you notice outside the scorpion, I just put like a uh, rat tracks out, out of the scorpion's mouth with just the tail hanging out. Um, and so what happened was, uh, that was my kind of like subtle jab at him. Like, you know, my scorpion was devouring that little, his pet rat. Right? right, right, right. So, and then he came back the next day and then did like a Medusa character, like yeah. riding on a, on top of a scorpion, like right. killing her, you know? <laughs> I mean, uh, killing, and that was my pet because I had a pet scorpion back then named Bertha. Oh, you had a real scorpion? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. So I took it really personal. I was like, he's going to like kill, you know, Yeah. he's going to kill Bertha like that? Yeah. You know? So I came back and I did like a Medusa Mm-hmm. On site, right there, I did a sketch and I did the Medusa like like a, a executioner cutting off his Medusa head, right? Like holding, you know. So it just went back and forth back then, and then it was crazy because as the days went on, more and more people started showing up. 
Right. You know, more and more people like this because there's no, you know, social media or anything. Yeah. yeah. So there's word of mouth. You know, people started coming. Yeah. And, selling shit there and like you know i mean <laughs> like I, I, I know i'm embellishing a little but I, I feel like they were selling like hot dogs and shit by the yeah. end of the thing and you know but but uh you know taco truck you know i don't know but it it, it got blown into a big event well it was over a couple of days it, right yeah it was a whole week and then we, week. we had to end it so we're like so i just asked him i was like oh so you know tso did you take slick out and he's like no nah, i don't think so and i was like all right i won then and i just left and then that was it and then, and then Risky came later and was like, oh, we want to get some pictures for can control. Let me do like an aerosolic piece right next to it because we we're doing aerosolics. And I was like, I was like, fuck yeah, throw it on there. So to this day, a lot of people are like, well, Risky helped you with letters and this and that. But Risky wasn't even part of the battle. That was like an after thing. We just took pictures for can control. You right. Know? Um, but yeah, that, that was the thing. They said I didn't bust letters, but I didn't have to. I just did a big S in the brick wall that was burning through the wall. I was like, because... I don't know. Wow. That was that. <laughs> so, and then Risk, what, wait, what was Aerosolic? That was another little crew, right? Aerosolics? It, well, it wasn't, it's basically because Risky was from uh, WCA and yeah. I was from K2S. Yeah. And out of respect to the crews, like, you know, it, Risky wanted me to join WCA and I was like, I can't, I, you know, because they were the first crew I met when I came to Los Angeles. Right. And I was like, I've always showed loyalty, you know, to my crew. But I was to like- To K2S. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, whenever we painted together, we did like this little like neutral thing called aerosolics, got which you. was just me and Kelly, you know? Got you, got you. Um, K2S but, is hard. It, but, it's like, damn, that that era too, uh, and I'm going to sound like a fucking, like a lame old person, but like, I feel like that era, the crews around in that era were like heavy. K2S, KSN, WCA, yeah. even before we came on the scene, yeah. the guys that we looked up to, uh legendary tcf uti like these guys are were, were just like i don't know I, before i even moved to uh cali i heard uh k2s and wca had a battle yeah. down in bill montano there was a big battle and then prime kind of served everybody in wca because up until then i feel like wca styles were direct derivatives of like an east coast sort of style like right. the way they filled in, the way the letter shapes were, the bars and everything, the arrows and things like that, where Prime just came out of left field. And I think it's because of his uh, his gang roots or whatever yeah. and, and the block letters and all this. He His letters were kind of like more blocky and geogra- uh, geometric. Right. And like solid and like it, it was crazy. Like for that, for Prime's piece at that time, it was just crazy. Because yeah. up until then, like I said, it was more like an East Coast sort of vibe you know yeah so i, so, I gotta give it up to k2s you know? so then after that okay wh- first of all let me let me back to this up a little more where did you come from originally uh, honolulu hawaii. Oh, okay so you're a hawaii boy yeah okay so you came here from hawaii and i came here to stop doing graffiti like you know because i made a deal with the folks you know because i was catching heat in hawaii at the time you know because i was pretty active um that i was gonna come to la and go to school and not do graffiti anymore how old were you this is 18. 18. Yeah, 1980. Right. You're already like, I'm 18, it's time to hang it up. I'm washed. Yeah, and I'm done. <laughs> I'm going to go to LA yeah. where there's no graffiti. Yeah. <laughs> so the funny part is my, my, I wanted to get into Art Center at the time, but Art Center was saying that my, my foundation wasn't strong enough. They said we need to see more uh, like life drawing and such. Yeah. So I went to Otis for a term right. to, take, to, to brush up on my foundation. Right. And on my lunch breaks, I would go to MacArthur Park. Right, and right. MacArthur Park, there was this thing called the band shell. Yeah. And, and that's where the crew were, were they, like K2S and STN cats or 
were down there like rocking this shit and i was just like holy shit this yeah. is how they get down over here yeah and um so i ended up meeting the crew and and you know i kind of gravitated to them because it was it was dope because they kind of look like me in a way because being of mixed descent you know yeah, yeah. asian and white mix yeah, you yeah, know yeah. and a lot of them were like they look asian and stuff but they're actually like full like like cholos and shit, you know, yeah, but they, yeah. you know, but they're Asian. They look like me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. I kind of, yeah, there's a couple of Asian, half Asian cholo, like who did that shit? Was it who? I remember this one thing, like not maybe 10, 15 years ago where it was like half Japanese, half cholo shit. It was like a big mural. It was a K2S one. It was, it was mind boggling. I don't know who did oh, it. Oh yeah, that was us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know it was yeah. you guys, but I can't remember specifically, but it was like the characters were like samurai style. Yeah, if, if you look up the, it was a seven samurai from the, uh far east side you know seven samurai from the far east side google yeah. that while you google that so yeah. you came in so you coming to la to quick graffiti is like is like me going to like columbia to quit doing coke right yes. you're just like yes what the fuck is like you're like i'll, I'll <laughs> go somewhere where they don't do yeah that shit was fucking hard so blow that up jason you know what's crazy is that that shit's when hard. that data show came up they threw all the graffiti writers on the roof for that exhibit yeah because they're like yeah let's just give the writers the roof you know and they didn't give us much play in the actual exhibit which That's was right. like a six-story exhibit yeah and but we i think That's i imp- think we killed the roof you know what i mean That's like imp- we took it to the next you know like you know each each crew got like a little section of wall around the swimming pool and is that what's his face up top um that's prime so Prime so, did the, the, the type up top. It oh, looks. No, this is actually. Uh, what's his name? That's um, Chaz. Yeah, Chaz. So yeah, he yeah. was honorary K2S yeah. for this exhibit. Fuck. But, um, but what's so crazy is that the first character I painted was, was Relic right here on the left. Yeah. And it started out real traditional, like Japanese woodblock. Yeah. But as I was doing the characters, they started looking more and more like the crew just because I'm a, like, I was a character guy and yeah. I always injected my characters into everything. So there's me, there's that Jean. There's yeah. Duke, there's Prime. Damn. And then there's Temp right there. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's okay. Sorry about that, bro. <laughs> See, the old days, that would have been a beat for life. <laughs> right. They'd be like, he set me up. Um. Well... Well, honestly, because even I was, I was I was telling Mikey before I came here, I was like, you know what? I haven't talked to Two-Tone in a minute. You know what I mean? So yeah. I didn't know where we stood because the last conversation I had with you was like a weird text about the bought some t-shirt bullshit yeah, about yeah, yeah. yeah so i was just like not i think i was even, i might have been loaded at the yeah, time so i was like <laughs> i apologize so so no no it's it's, it's understandable yeah. to protect your you know what, what you guys created and stuff you know i get it but i don't know where i stood with you yeah so that's why when i got the call to come up here i was like okay this is it. no like, you never I, I, know I was, like, I was like hey mikey i was like you know maybe you should roll up with me you know what yeah. i mean like 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 because you know you don't know you no, know what i mean no and, listen and, and, listen and i'm happy that it's this no nah, and just the chair that you set me up with and uh that's the extent of it and i wish know. i wish i was that i wish i was cool enough to set up a chair that exploded <laughs> like 15 okay. minutes into the interview yeah it's funny because i did remember i was like i haven't talked to slick in a while i'm like and i had this hazy memory of being mad about like some t-shirt graphic which is so fucking stupid yeah and i remember yeah the last thing i think was like this like talking but i but i was also like I was um, no 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 excuse. Yeah. I was loaded at the time. Yeah, I think I was in Hawaii and I was fucking off my face for like a little period of time. Yeah. I relapsed. I apologize to no, come, I think out, it was come like at a you that way because I have, I have I I don't know if you noticed, but I have a little store called Big Dick's Hardware. Yeah, because I kind of got out of the streetwear game. It was too like and eh, bananas. 
So I just, I got a little, uh, it's called Big Dicks Hardware. We sell spray paint and I make some cool shirts every so often. Like, yeah, and yeah. one of them was like, kind of like uh, a parody off you guys shit. And yeah. I, I guess you caught wind of it or something. I didn't yeah. even release it. I think I just did like an IG post on it or yeah, something. Yeah. And you you were like quick to put the smash on it. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah. and I had to, I was just like, oh, it was no disrespect or nothing like that. Yeah. I was just like. You, I, I like you guys' aesthetic. Your shit's hot, man. Yeah. It's like you you got to be worried if no one's biting your shit. No, I know. You know that, I mean? Oh, that, that see that reminds me. After the second battle, yeah, I think it was Reese who made the cartoon about the battle. Was that Reese? No, it was. It wasn't Reese. It Not was. Reese. It was. Uh, I know which one you're talking about. And that I it remember. was. It was. Uh, what's that kid's name from? Uh, he, he's he's part of the. Uh, not Reese. No, it wasn't not, Reese. Not Realm. It, no, that's not that's not his style. Was it Realm? No. No. It, I sure it wasn't Reese. Somebody, no, I know it wasn't Reese because yeah, I like somebody yeah. did a parody of the battle in I think it was in Can Control, yeah. one of those magazines. It showed like my ex girlfriend with the big titties yes. and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah she's putting like she, sunscreen on your nose, yeah, and there's yeah, like yeah. the news is there, yeah. and it was making fun of how publicized the battle the second battle was. Yeah, because right? it was it was for the media and all this shit. Right, and that's why I didn't want to do it. Right. Because I already won the first battle. Right. So when they asked me to battle him for the second time on, on, on television, yeah, I was like, nah, I'm cool. I was like, I already won. Right. right? I got yeah. nothing to gain from this. Then Hex was going to battle somebody else. Right. F- you know, like a mock battle. Right. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, why should this other person, you know, get fame? I, I was like, fuck, I'll battle him again. You know, like, yeah, fuck yeah. it. It was yeah. kind of like that. So the second battle, I took him really lightly. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, I already served him once. You know, like, what is he going to come with? Some portraits or something like that? I was like, ooh, you know, like, I wasn't even, like, tripping, you know? Like, oh, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, but he ended up staying the, all night with their camera crew and finished his shit. So when I came the third day, his shit was done. Oh, like, wow. Not to mention, he's using the rollers and stuff. So he was getting a lot of space covered, right? Right. And at that time, I was still Mr. Aerosol Purist. You know, right. like, I was, like, using the little Krylon cans and... It was bananas. And what happened? And and so that. So so second one, I lost. Oh, you lost. On national television, right? And so for years (laughs) after that, like, like I'd be in the mall or something and somebody would be like, aren't you that uh, hex guy? No, you're slick. The one that lost to the hex guy on national. I'm just like, you know, like, first of all, it's none of their fucking business, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know. They have no idea what they're talking about. They have no idea what they're talking about. But then, you know, now I'm the loser guy. And then they made me look like such a. Because they caught me right when they announced that I lost. Yeah. And I and I, I remember that my line was like, you'll always be a hoax to me. Like, I stormed off with my spray paint <laughs> and shit. You know, this is like, you know, pre-reality yeah. like like reality TV shit. You yeah. Know? Flick, who didn't finish his piece, was frustrated and vented his anger. You'll always be a hoax to me. All right? You know, his art is beautiful and all, but to me, that ain't what the art's all about. Pre-reality TV. Pre- I mean, that, we communicated with magazines. That's how I saw shit. Yeah. Right. Trading pictures. And yeah, I was just, trading I, pictures, I was just yeah. telling him on the way up here, like, because we we're talking about Ram LZ and he used to do uh, International Graffiti Times. Mm-hmm. And he had pictures of my stuff in New York when I was in Hawaii. And I was like, but it's because everyone used to trade pictures. Trade pictures we yeah. send pictures to each other. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. um, that's that's how it was. There was no social media. I mean, we sent, yeah. sent pictures and like you would learn things word of mouth. I remember there's a dude in our crew named Agent. And he was from Chicago and he came to LA and he was like, uh, he showed us how to mix paint. Cause you couldn't buy, you know, the only paint yeah. was, was Rust-Oleum and Krylon, right? Yeah. And if you're some weirdo, you use some weird cheap silver once in a while. But so you, and he showed us how to mix paint together to make, cause, cause 
it was either that or you get dead talk colors icy grave jungle green we talked about yeah. that right and the way you would do it because now no one would do this because it's fucking stupid <laughs> but you take one can and you don't have to put one can in the fridge. You take one can, you leave it out. You take another can and you put it in a boiling pot of water mm. and you get the WD-40 cap with the straw in between the two and you make the hot one, you make the hot one spray into the one that's not hot because the pressure rises in the hot one, okay? Mm. So I would sit there and mix colors in my apartment and I also would make noodles out of the same fucking pot. So the <laughs> pot had a... After a certain point of water, it was just covered in paint and wow. I'll cook the noodles in the bottom because I just didn't give a shit. We didn't do the boiling, we did the freezer technique. You did the freezer technique. Yeah, yeah. so it was the other way around. The other right? way around. Yeah, but still the same same theory. Right? And it's gotta be dangerous to boil a fucking spray can. Like there's, there's oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess shit could, you know, I, it, it's it's just dumb the things that we did like with that with impunity as a kid because you don't have any sense of like, and even just the toxicity of all that shit. Like it's, <laughs> it's so, yeah, that's what we used to do. It's so you, dumb. You know what's crazy like, uh, I, I remember sending photos and, you know, you know, coming up, you know, you, you jock certain people, whatever. And, and it's like, you know, so I was fanboying out, fanboying out meeting scene, you know? Yeah, oh yeah. So fast forward to, this is growing up in Hawaii. Like I love seeing stuff, whatever. Right. Yeah. Then I met him and I actually gave him some photos of some work that I did at the band shell, you know, at MacArthur Park, which was a spray can playing a saxophone. Right. And um, it was funny because my, my boy, Charlie, he was like showing me this video and it was like of scene selling these T-shirts. Yeah. And it was like my character of the, the can playing the saxophone on one of scene shirts. Oh, no And I shit. was like, what the fuck? Like that was a big slap. Reality, reality slap was like. Don't jock like that, first right, off. You know right, what I mean? Right. And be careful who you send your don't meet, shit. Don't meet your heroes, right? Yeah, right? And yeah. and 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 cause cause Charlie was like he, he was accusing me of biting it from scene. Right, right, right. And I was like, no, well, that's that shit I, I painted at MacArthur Park. Yeah. And he had put it on a shirt and you know, right. Probably redrew it, whatever. But I was just like, okay, that's you know. And sometimes in in scenes, I don't know the man, but sometimes in scenes defense, sometimes you can bite things subconsciously. I've now, done that. I've done that. We've all done it. We've all been like painting something and like, oh fuck. I'm, I'm guilty of that of of it was actually a 101 board I did for um I think it's Eric Costin. Uh-huh. It was actually a, a like this kind of hillbillyish monster like ripping off Mickey Mouse's ears, and uh, I painted it like 20 20 feet high out on on World Industries, and then we took a picture. Nadis took a picture and put it on us on a. Ironically, it's called a slick bottom, right? It was right. when they first came out with slick bottom skateboards. Yeah. But it's funny because I thought I totally came up with that concept. Yeah. To swear up and down, that was my shit. Yeah. You know? And uh, if, yeah, if you look up Eric Costin skateboard, is it is it is it one one or Plan B? I, I forgot what the fuck it was. So long, so long ago. But um, it was like a it was like a Mickey character with a little, yeah. There's the board. So I thought I came up with it, but then my boy Genius. You know, from, uh, you know, uh, TDK or DTK. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was like, um, dude, you saw that in my sketchbook, huh? And I was like, what the fuck? And yeah. I was like, I still didn't click. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he showed me the sketchbook and I was like, oh, man, my bad. I mean, of course, it's my style. Yeah. You know, uh, it, totally different from his. Yeah. But the idea was totally from genius. Yeah. And I didn't even realize it. And you feel when when you do that. And when you apologize, you still feel like you're lying because you just like, there's no way this guy believes me right now that I did this accidentally. You yeah. still feel like- No, oh, for sure. Yeah, you're like, trying to defend yourself and you're like, no, I really didn't do this on purpose. But they're like, yeah, sure. Yeah, you know? no, but that's the homie. He, he knew, he, he knew. And, uh, you know, like I was sincere about it. And, 
but but yeah it's it's just weird how the mind can block something out and it's, it's just think it's your own shit here's oh, another i love that artist right there the one that's sitting on oh the yeah face. yeah yeah he passed away right he passed like, away yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, i need to I'm, get one. I'm glad i got one of those yeah he's um gone. sorry no no uh <laughs> so also another memorable moment for me was the who's the mac video right okay. that was did you that was you and uh so i got risky right yeah so when i got hired to do that yeah it was actually um it was because of the battle so oh, because okay. of the second battle uh the one of the directors was watching the battle okay and he he was actually um you know uh thomas stern and um his his name was thomas stern and uh, alex winter mm-hmm. so alex winter a lot of people know from um the Lost Boys. Yeah. You know, and Bill and Ted's actually Bill Adventure. and Ted's. Bill and Ted's, right? Yeah. So that's he's, Ted, they, right? They, they were directing a lot of videos. So yeah. I did the uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers Taste of Pain and the Who's the Mac through them. Okay. And then Kelly came in, um, dude, because we're, we're rocking the whole Belmont tunnel. So Kelly came in, and uh, of course, first thing he rocked was a big risk piece, you know what I mean? But yeah. uh, the, the funny part about that one was that. Um, we we're doing like a roll call, like, you know, Cube wanted us to hit up like different people and the crew and the everything. lynch mob. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, Kelly wrote, um, did he write Cuck D instead of Chuck oh, D? Yeah, like he yeah, forgot yeah. the H in the, in the, <laughs> in the Chuck. <laughs> so that, that was like the big, like, yeah, we're, we're like, and, I and, mean, and that one, I was so high too. Like I didn't finish it. That's why if you see the, the pimp car in there, like I, it was like half done. It like trails off a little bit, right? Yeah. That was that motor, yeah? Yeah, that was that motor. And, I mean, you know, that, that that was that era, you know, when I was getting high and stuff. So, yeah. you know. It was still hard as fuck. I mean, look at that. Thank you. Oh, yeah, that's my little that's just hard. attempt to portrait an ice cube right there with the pimp dude right there. Yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing it like after and I remember seeing it slowly get fucking tagged on and shit. Yeah. But I remember like shortly after going to the motor and seeing that piece. This was actually a really good this was a really good music video at the time. Like people weren't, music videos weren't this in depth. Like there's this, this music video has like three different, whatever, I'm not gonna go yeah. in depth on this thing, but it's a oh. good music video. Like they put Cube on the dolly and he's like riding next to the car yeah. and Well, Cube remembers it, like, cause I talked to him not too long ago. Oh really? Because we were talking about working on a project. Yeah. And um, he was saying he remembers this video in particular because it, I think it was his first music video, Departure. From NWA? From NWA. Fuck. So he was like, he goes, of course I remember that shit, you know? So I got pictures of us all like smoking so, a fatty and shit at the wall, you know? And, so cool. The way they yeah. shot him on the dolly too. I mean, that influenced my, I've done so many music videos where I put people on the dolly. I mean, it's like such a great gag. And I feel like this has probably got in my head early on because I just like, wow. I, would, I would see this on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, and like there's a whole scene where he's like in the bar and he's like, and also DJ Pooh, yeah. one of the most like, like low key funniest, do you follow Unru- him? Yeah, I, of course yeah, I do. DJ Pooh is one of the funniest. Shit. Like, yo, he's in, like, look at him. He's fucking. <laughs> DJ Pooh is one of the most hilarious people. Like all the shit in Friday. Like he helped write Friday. He yeah. was fucking. You know, the one character in Friday. Like he's he's like one of the most underrated uh, comics in yeah. my opinion. Uh, he just he had a, he had another uh, he had another calling as a comic. I think. Um, so okay, so there's so much. Damn, did you see Trump? Oh shit! Trump was in there when he when <laughs> he broke Mac. Fuck. Right? And who's that? That's Jerry Falwell, maybe? Yeah. Fuck, dude. And Baby Ta- Trump. No, Tammy Faye Baker? Is that Tammy, Tammy Faye busted Mac? Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Cube. Remember when this this era... Look at fucking Trump. Crazy. Holy shit. Crazy. He looks like an old hobgoblin there, and that was like 30 <laughs> years ago. What the fuck? Um, that's crazy. That's crazy, man. So, yeah, I mean, there's so much history... Uh, 
in 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 your trajectory in LA as a, as a graffiti writer, and I think a lot of people don't know about this is like you were at the beginning of fucked right with yep. with Brunetti. Do yeah. you guys are you guys on good terms now? Now we are. Now you are. Now we are. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that's great. So we can talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I know I know some of the stories. I've read about some of it. I've heard about some right. of it. But I know in the I'm very hurt he left me out in the book, but. He did? You know, yeah. I, I, I talked to him. I haven't read the book, but I talked to him about it. And he said his attorneys told him not to put me in. Just, I guess, I don't know if they, it's because they don't want me coming back and trying right. to get some or whatever. Right, right. But for whatever reason, he left me out of his history. Right. Which I feel is really unfair because the part that I was involved in was the crucial history of Fucked. Right. So when I met Bernetti, I met him at the at that one wall um, on... Was it in Santa Monica, the Synergy building? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So he was oh, painting yeah. that Synergy building. Yeah, and Risky yeah. was like, hey, let's go help Dan, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, Dan and Sever. Yeah, uh, Sever, yeah, to, yeah. To go paint this wall. And I was yeah. like, yeah, okay, I'll go. And me and Kelly were just having the falling out in third rail. Like, yeah. But we're still cool, but I, I didn't want to do third rail anymore. Oh, you were, you, were, you were part of third rail too yeah, so in the beginning. Me, Dante, and third rail, uh, me, Dante, and Kelly started third rail. Okay. But Ke Kelly's dad oh, got I involved and me and Dante backed out. Right. So right. so we're like, okay, Kelly, you just run it, whatever. So I was looking for something, and then that's when I ran into Dan. Yeah. And he was painting that wall at Synergy, and he was like, he goes, uh, he goes, he was showing me his portfolio, and he had these like like dope ass cartoon characters, I think called Disposable Heroes. And then I saw he did like a Marky Mark album cover, and he was doing some like uh, some of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is dope. I was like, you're, you're pretty sick. I go, and he's like, yeah, we should, we should hook up forces and become a graphics company. Right. And I was like, okay, like dope, dope. So we started thinking of all kinds of names of, you know, like what are we going to call this, this graphic alliance, you know? Yeah. And then he, then he was, as I noticed in his book, he had fucked in there, right? Yeah. And I was like, well, what the fuck is this? You know? And he was like, he goes, well, it was this thing I was doing with Nadis, but, you know, we, me and Nadis had a falling out. And Nadis is, uh, ran to World Industries and started making the big shorts and things like that and was kind of squeezing Eric out. Right. So I was like, well, I told him, do you still have the registration under your name? And he's like, he goes, yeah, I, I do. So right away we went and re-registered it under me and him under yeah. Fucked Graphics. Yeah. And then we did a job, I think, um, at Rally Studios, which was like, I think it was like 6Gs or something like that. And we kept the G each, I remember, and we took the... We left four G's in there and we made the Ford fuck shirts. Oh yeah. And we made Ford stickers. Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. decals. Yeah. That was the first thing me and Bernetti did together wow. um, as fucked graphics. Right. And I was like, fuck that. Let's just take it back from Rocco then. And you know, because I felt like they couldn't hang because we were stronger graphically. Yeah. So the, one of the first albums we did was the Far Side album. Oh yeah. As the roller coaster. Yeah, the roller coaster. Yeah, yeah, so that yeah. was our Bizarre first, ride to the far first, side. Yeah. first yeah. big gig, you know, yeah. as a graphics. So you, you see on that cover, it says uh, Slick and Eric. And on the back, it says by Fucked Graphics. Because yeah. we are a graphic company. That's right. And That's the right. first store we sold clothing to was actually Extra Large on Vermont. Right. I remember bringing that box fresh from the printer. It was the, the Ford fuck shit. And uh, it was that and the stickers. And that's what... Uh, Eli carried and then the rest Fuck. was history. But I mean, we started going back and forth with, with Rocco and, and Nadis for a little bit. And then me and my boys went and shut that shit down in person. You right. Know? Oh, okay. And where Rocco didn't want to fuck with it no more. You guys wanted in on some other shit. Mm, yeah, I don't I, yeah. Yeah. We, we But different time. It was different time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, you know, and then me and Bernetti started blowing the fuck up. Like, right. you know, like 
And I think what, what the, the good combination of me and Bernetti was, you know, he was more like into punk rock and punk and that aesthetic yeah. and throw ups and that type of graffiti where I was more into the hip hop. I was, yeah. you know, not really keen on all that shit, you know? Yeah. So he hit me to a lot of game on like, you know, rock and yeah. punk rock. And, yeah. and I think that combination, it was like yin and yang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were doing some dope shit, you yeah. know? Yeah. The problem was, you know, I was started to dabble in the go fast, you know, like yeah, I started yeah. to get into like, you know, I was on Coke and meth and things like that. Yeah. Where he was doing the other side, you know, yeah, like yeah. going down, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. you know, we were all on the same page for a long time. And then we started kind of pulling apart, you right, know. Right. And um, then then money started getting in the picture. Like, yeah. you know, Japanese, it was hot in Japan. Yeah, streetwear. Yeah. So yeah. they were throwing bags of money at us and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, it got a little crazy. We had a store on Beverly. You know, called the X Fuck store that we oh, did a yeah. collaboration yeah, with yeah, the yeah, extra yeah, large yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that store was so before its time. It, it was dope. What year was that? This was maybe 91, 90, yeah, 91 ish, 92, but it's called X Fuck. So it's funny because we took the extra large ape, but instead of that, we took this little chimp and then I, we took. Teeth. Oh, yeah, it was a baby chimp. Yeah, we, yeah, t- yeah. But we took the teeth, like clip art style from. Uh, from like from this National Geographic of this like Indian lady singing or something and just slapped it on the on the ape's mouth and was like, okay, this is extra fuck now, you know, and it's like right. uh Eli then loved it. And then we opened up our first store and it, right. the the whole store was like a deli. I remember we made it like a deli. I got these old deli cases and we got them all chromed out like a car and stuff and Whoa. made like a cashier. But we were on Beverly before Beverly was really popping. We just right. got it in there because it was cheap. Right, you know? right, right. Now it's too crazy. Yeah. But the crazy story about Extra Fucked was right next door was this guy. Uh, I forgot. He, he used to make like denim for like the rock stars and all that shit. You know, yeah. like the high end, like leather denim. And, yeah. and then Gabor made all the jewelry, all the silver, you know, jewelry. They were next door to the fucked office, right? Because it was our office and the store. Yeah. So apparently we had a break in one day and we're like, how the fuck did they get into our spot? So they broke into their place, broke the wall. And stole a bunch of T-shirts from our store. You know, oh, they, all they took us T-shirts. But the guys next door were tripping out because they had like two thousand dollar pairs of jeans and like you know ten thousand dollar wallet chains right. and all this shit. And he's like, they didn't touch shit. They wow. came in strictly for the fuck shit. Whoa! So they were kind of like tripping out on who the fuck we were, right? Right, right, right. So I mean, that's how streetwear was back then. You know what I mean? Like we were rubbing noses with like you know celebs and shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah, Gene Simmons would like walk into the store, or like you know, like it, I mean, it was. It was I cool. remember there was a whole he did a whole kiss thing too. Maybe that was after you left. No, that was me and him. That so was when you were there, if yeah. you notice one of the kiss graphics, yeah, both of us are jeans. That's when it was started the downfall of us. Like one of the graphics was an album cover, and it see right there, it was a. There's me on the on the left and him on the right, but we were both arguing to be who's going to be Gene Simmons because nobody wanted to be, uh, um, you know, like yeah, nobody wanted to be Starman, right? So we're like, no, I'm Gene Simmons. So um, we kind of translated that onto the shirt, you know, right. that's us arguing. So, but that was kind of like our downfall already because the egos and money and, like I said, the drugs in the mix didn't help. Right. But but I always loved Eric's aesthetic and his yeah. his, his he was dope. Yeah. He was super dope. It's just that at a certain point, like his humor wasn't, because I, I, people used to tell me, how can you be partners with, he's such an asshole, he's a dick. And <laughs> that, I used to hear that all the time, but yeah. I thought it was humorous, yeah. you know, because I saw, I appreciated the humor in it. But after a while, I guess it, it took its toll and people saying that shit kind of ate at me too, you know, like yeah. it starts to get your head in your head, like, 
Yeah. Oh, slick. You can do it without him, or you know what I mean. And yeah. Then egos and shit like that. But and the, also the, all the drugs too. All the drugs. But the truth of the matter, we're we're a deadly combo. I think that yeah. you know. Yeah. But it's that energy is like that energy of partnerships. It creates this energy, and a lot of times it destroys itself. Yeah. Because it's a lot, and it's like, and also like things happen. People get, you know, egos change. Like in the very beginning when it's pure and there's nothing involved. Yeah. It's like, everyone's just like, you're just working together. Boom, yeah, boom, yeah. nothing, you know, there's no, no money. There's, there's no, no money. money. It's like, let's fucking go. Because <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. all abstract. Yeah. It's like, fuck it. We're doing something cool. And then, you know. I hear that happens to a lot of bands and stuff like yeah, that too. It's the right? same. Yeah. It's every day, um, everything. Every, but it's such a shame because like, like I said, I loved working with them. Like we came up with some dope shit. And it, and then the, the, the ending was nasty. Yeah. I mean, we're too, you know, we got, he was shooting at me like it, it got nasty but you know yeah let's, let's talk that. about that I'll save, I'll save that for my book but either way either talk about wait you can't gloss over that what do you mean she took a shot at you well it be, because in both of our minds we thought we were protecting fucked right because in my mind i was like okay i'm gonna secure this i'm gonna secure the computers i'm gonna secure this because i knew shit was going south yeah right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so did he so he took all the computers and everything went to his house Fuck. so i I still needed to work. So I just wanted one computer so I could still do graphics. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I went to his house to go get it with one of my boys. And, you know, I guess he felt it was a threat, you know, or like that we were trying to jack him, which I guess in hindsight, he yeah, could see you that. Brought you brought a know? henchman like you brought Mikey today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so case, this fool you know? was like blasting at us. And so I dropped the computer, you know, and, and bumped out. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it, it, it got crazy, you know what I mean? And, you know, and I'm sure we're inside. If he wanted to kill me, he could have, like, point blank put at my head. He said he, he shot yeah, it in the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, so I got to believe him on that note. I don't think he wanted to kill me, but, yeah, it was, yeah. It was, it was crazy times, you know? So crazy. It's fucking crazy. Wild West. But if, it, if that didn't happen, I wouldn't have hooked up with Jeff Hartzell. Right. So with Jeff Hartzell, we did a brand called Shaolin after that. Oh, yeah, Shaolin. So... I loved Shaolin because yeah. now I was in my my house because right. we were we were fucking with the kung fu shit, yeah. the hip hop shit, right. punk rock shit, all with skate. I so, forget that Hartzell was involved with that. Yeah, he was my partner for Shaolin. So when I was a kid, I watched Hartzell. When I, I just watched, I was sit, I just you know grew up in Venice, right? Yeah. And there was this, um, there was one of these uh, uh, steel pylon, the pole, the pole, I, yeah, and it was bent. Yeah, and I watched him. Which one you're yeah, about. and he would just skate up to it and ride and launch off it all day. Yeah. it was like he would skate up to the pole, grind up off of it, and just catch fucking three feet of air. Yeah, yeah. it was dreads that, everywhere. That was his and shit. pole, right there. Yeah, that was his pole. I remember seeing that and being like, <laughs> "God damn it! I wish I, I just never, I never got it together." You see the ads skating. right there? Like we were doing parodies on. That's like a, a parody on a DC shoe ad, you know? Right, and. uh you know, we parody all kind of shit that we loved, you know? Like, yeah. Like, I got, there's one ad where it has, like, Grandmaster Flash, but it has the, the Chinese Grandmaster, but he's actually in a wheelchair, but I have him look like he's spinning. Oh, and right. it says Shaolin, and it says, Grandmaster cuts faster. You know, it's like, we, we had so much fun with that. Different brand. time. It was yeah. like, everything was still, at that time, the magazines, the clothing, like, it was still all in control of the kids. But, you know, you know what's crazy is that we were just doing it. You yeah. know, like, like I, I didn't have a business degree. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I left Art Center to do fuck. Yeah, so, yeah. like, I didn't even get my art degree. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the thing is, like, none of us had business degrees. We just loved art and we're making shit that we felt there was a void for. So, that's why we were making it. Being That being said, we didn't have our business degree. So, the business sides were fucked, yeah. you know? So, even with the Shaolin and stuff, 
before we could get our shit together, which we should have blew the fuck up. Yeah. But you already had like the drunken monkeys and things like that. Like come people like that who are garmentos yeah. stealing at our aesthetic and just yeah. running the, running with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. then we just look like we're copying them. Yeah. But yeah, like yeah. that was like the story of my life for the a garmentos long time. are like the bad guys in, in all these stories, right? <laughs> yeah. They're just lurking in the shadows and they see an idea and they're like, we have the fucking entire machine ready. Like yeah. these kids are cool. Yeah. We'll take this little, we'll take 10% of what they did and drop it in and just go press go and all of a sudden you turn like two years later and they're just like they're at like 900 million yeah and you're like what burnt the fuck? it the fuck out yeah, and then yeah. you're just like you're you're still trying to launch your first season and yeah i mean that, well, that, we don't yeah we're just all most streetwear right it, at least it was this way it's not that way anymore but streetwear uh from when i came when i was around it was usually just like I mean, I guess a lot of clothing is like this, but it's just some guys getting together, all kinds of different personalities, a yeah. lot of crazy people, right? It attracts all kinds of crazy people because you can just take a graphic, you can put it on a t-shirt and you can just sell it. And anyone can anyone can do it. Yeah. Anyone can fucking get a blank and source. Like you can figure it out pretty quickly. Yeah. It's not rocket science. Yeah. And uh, it attracts a certain kind of personality. And for a while it was really interesting. And like, it's still interesting, but it's also very fucking like, there's a lot of money on the table now, and it's really heavily commodified. Oh, yeah. And now it's now it's like carved out after all this time. Like in high school, I remember being the first wave, right? Um, well, selling out was bad when we were in. Right. You know, right. we we're like we got offered chain stores and yeah, mall yeah. stores, and we're yeah. like, nah, fuck no, yeah, we're fucking too cool to be yeah, in this yeah, yeah. store. Yeah. Like I was like anything with the word urban or anything like that. Nope. You yeah. know, like that. That yeah. was like our rules. You know, yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. But now it's like. There's no such thing. No such fucking. There's no thing. such thing like, to dude, sell. Everyone's like trying to grab the bag. Well, know? even from when Born and Raised started ten years ago, there was there was a sellout thing that we wouldn't do. Like we yeah. were like, well, we're not going to go in here. We're not going to do that. We're not going to yeah. do this. And ten years later, it's like no one gives a shit. And actually, people are happy if they see you get a bag. Yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you should work with fucking McDonald's. Yeah, like, yeah. Back in the day, I would be like, I would that's, never fucking do that. Fucking bananas. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, Supreme with the Louis and all yeah. that. Shit. I mean. You know what I mean? These are the, the big guys that we used to fucking diss hard, you yeah. know? Like, and then when you're going to collab with them, it's, it's yeah. crazy. It's but, you know. Yeah, that's how it, hey, hey, I mean, at the but end the of the McDonald's, day. McDonald's, yeah. It's, it's you got to pay your bills, right? You know, it's and and if everyone's playing at, at that level, yeah. it's either you play at that level or you get left behind. You know, like you can be fucking, you know, uh, core is poor, man. Like, you know, I shout out to Pat from Ruka who always used to tell me that, you know, and like, and I wouldn't listen. I never listened to him. He'd be like, core is poor. I'm like, yeah, I get you. And then I go home and be like, fuck this. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing this store. I'm not doing, you know. Yeah. And it's true. You know, and like you do. And the thing is, it's a brutal, hard business. Yeah. Being in clothing, being a streetwear, whatever the fuck it is, it's hard. Yeah. It is not like you have to keep reinventing your shit every fucking couple of weeks. It's there's a lot of pressure. To, like, it's tough. And it's like, you know, you might as well get some fucking money out of it. Yeah. It's not, this is not an art project, you yeah. know, I'm not a fine artist, you know, so. Well, if I played it right, I felt like I could have sold This Is It for a lot of money, but yeah. we just kind of faded it out and we're just, like, like I said, we're not that business savvy, you know yeah. what I mean, where I could, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. milk every cent out of it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we just kind of focus our attentions more on the, on the fine art now and, and um, yeah, that's kind of the direction where, where I'm kind of taking my career, not so much streetwear, because I see a lot of my, my counterparts in the fine art lane, killing it, yeah. right? 
And I'm just like, and then I tell myself, why, why ain't I doing that? Why? Yeah. And the truth of the matter is because I was in streetwear for so fucking long, doing season after season, trying yeah. to be cool guy. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's burn. It's it's, it's, it's burnout central. It's, it's like, fucking burnout. I burned out so many times in this past ten years. It's not even count. You can't even count it. I yeah. burned out and come back so many like just been like I can't do yeah, another yeah. thing, and then come you come back the next day. Yeah, I burn out. I've burned out like fucking probably ten times. I'm yeah. like I can't. This is fucking ridiculous. And then somehow you just like all right, you know so. It's 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 grueling, and I do I respect uh, and admire, and I'm very jealous of fine artists mm. because if I could just be left alone in a room, you know, let's say a warehouse, and I could just paint and listen yeah. to music all day, it's like my dream. Yeah. Leave me alone. Let me yeah. just fucking do this. I'll hop out, and make a film once in a while, but like, let me just sit here <laughs> instead of just like you know, I'm dealing with like meetings upon meetings upon meetings and fucking margins and calendar, and this yeah. has to be this day, and it's what about bananas. this contract and blah blah blah. It's like I didn't sign. I didn't start up. I have never started. The only reason I've ever started businesses and I've started a couple is because I don't want to make a fucking resume. It, right. it bugs me out, and I don't want to work for people. Yeah, and and that's because like not because I'm some fucking honorable smart genius, just because I'm fucked up. And like I don't want to have a boss, and I don't want to make a resume, and I don't want to sit here and fucking tap dance for someone and be like, here's what I can do for you. That's the only reason I started a business. But starting a business is a motherfucker. Oh, I I used to tell my because my dad is from that old school of thinking like you work hard on you know start your way at the bottom and work. And uh, he feels like all artists are like con artists. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I used to joke with pops is like, you know, I go, it's a lot of work to stay unemployable. You yeah, know? yeah. And yeah. that was my like ongoing joke with him because I, like you said, like I worked my ass off so that no one could hire me, you know? Yeah. I mean, so. look, I've had shows. I worked at Eddie Bauer. I was a plumber's <laughs> assistant. I worked at Bay City's Deli. I, fuck, I, I worked at a fucking shoe store. Like I've, I've had jobs, yeah. like I've done it and it's, and it's grueling and no, like there's nothing wrong with those jobs. Yeah. You know, like there but at are, least you can go home. Yes. Those jobs, <laughs> yes, you, you, get can, to go you home. can clock out yes. and not think about yeah. that job anymore, yeah. which you can't when you're self-employed and with streetwear no. or no. Wh- whatever, fine artists, you can't clock out. It never out. leaves it's, your brain. Even yeah. like on the weekend, like I try not to work on the weekend yeah. unless I have to, because there are weekends where I'm going to work. So I try to have weekends where I fucking, you know, have yeah. some balance, but you're still thinking. You're still like, you know, and the text coming, you're like, fuck, okay, I don't want to think about this right now. I just want to like enjoy this day. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but you know, whatever. It's, I mean, I'm sure your father now is like, you can't say that anymore, right? Well, he's, he's like, well, you've he's made a life. now, but I oh, think, okay. you know, um, but yeah, yeah. He, before he passed, he saw some of the success that I was getting with yeah. some of the art stuff. And, yeah. and um, you know, yeah. Yeah. After a while, like your parent, your parents are like, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, my, my, my mom's 92. Oh, wow. And she still paints. Oh, wow. So we actually did a collaboration together for the sneaker company, Li Ning. They, I took one of her traditional Chinese watercolors and I smashed the shit out of it. Like, right. you know, graffiti and made all her flowers into characters and stuff. And, and Li Ning loved it because it was the, the smashing of two cultures, like, yeah, yeah, ancient, yeah. you know, traditional Chinese and, and graffiti, you know? Yeah. Um, and they put it on apparel. Oh, okay. And uh, so I, I was able to uh, cut my mom some fat checks. And she was just like, That's you're hard. getting this for That's what? That's fucking hard. For messing up my... And then she's seen how quick I messed up her paintings and yeah. how many hours it took her to actually do the actual painting. Yeah. And now it's worth this, you know? And so, Yeah. That's tight. Uh, but I go, mom, you know, that's what we work hard on creating, you know, this, you know, uh, yeah. aura of who I am or whatever, you know, slick the entity, you know? Yeah. Um, like you work long enough, you work long and hard enough to where you can just basically catch a tag on something and it's worth something, <laughs> right? I mean, that's that's kind of what it's all about. Is that... The, um, that's a, that's <laughs> another collaboration I did with Li Ning. I, yeah, I do a lot of work for them the past few years. 
but a lot of the the work I do for leaning doesn't see the light of day out here, which is a shame because we do a lot of it's in it's is it a Chinese company strictly Chinese. Okay, but their their idea of releasing like a, a limited limited pair of shoes is like thirty thousand pairs. Oh my know? god, and that's limited. <laughs> oh my god, you know, I was just like, what? Yeah? I was like, okay, like I'm with that. I love yeah. I, this is what I love too is I love when people get the secret bags, right? <laughs> when people are getting bags that no one knows about, yes. like in China, and they're just quietly being like, yeah, I just did something like yeah. that. I love that shit. Yeah. Right, I love well, you know, because I, I, you know, I see a lot of people. I, I watch, you know, look at the hype beast or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Who's getting play or who's hot, who's not? Yeah. And I know, I know, some of these guys, as cool as hype beast is pumping it up or whatever, they ain't getting the bag. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I've worked with Adidas. I've yeah. seen the kind of bags they pay out. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on a on an artist, if you're, especially if you're a graph artist, maybe if you're Yeezy, it's different. But, yeah. But you know, um, I wasn't getting that kind of bags. That, yeah, you know, yeah. And had you know. God bless. I mean, fucking Lee Ning, man. They came through during the pandemic and all that shit. And, you know, that's sick. Big, big up to them. And, you know, and uh, that's the cool thing, too, is that once you have a body of work, you just never know. You never know when the phone's going to ring. Yeah. You never know what yeah, email they, they you're going to get. These L.A. sculptures and they're yeah. like, we want an L.N. So I built a giant L.N. sculpture in their their office, you know, oh, like wow. a huge one, like 14 feet high, like L.N. Whoa. You know, and they're yeah. just like, they love it. You they know? love they, it. They love it. You know, yeah. I feel like. Sometimes you're more appreciated in other countries than you are yeah. here in your own hometown. And it's easy for you because you've already done the legwork, <laughs> yeah. right? You've yeah. already done the work. Yeah. So you're like, yeah, I got one for you. Boom. Let me yeah. just fucking I've boom. I've been boom. trying to get a 30 foot like LA sculpture in Dodger Stadium for a minute now, but it's, it's like they don't recognize, you know what I mean? But uh, so I mean, I, has it, have you ever gotten sweated by Disney? I no, because no. at the end of the day, they can't register hands okay they got the they got the ears unlocked yeah. they got the shorts unlocked yeah. and all that shit but you know cartoons are cartoon hands like right. i i wasn't saying it was mickey yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I never referred yeah, never, to it as mickey. and right. the first time i painted the la hands if you look it was actually a, on a wall in belmont tunnel right and it was actually a, a, a rat like dressed all gangstered out throwing up the la it's, it's on the oh yeah the history of la book oh yeah yeah i remember that um that's that's where that la hands is from it was never from mickey mouse yeah but people just well it was a rat so it's like a reference right e, I, I guess there it is yeah. graffiti la graffiti la yeah. so that's from a production i did in belmont tunnel with temp and all that's of us. hard it was a k2s stn piece and that was one of the characters that's dope so that's where the la hand was originally painted right oh, so okay. it was never like a mickey thing that right, a lot right. of people think i yeah. mean since then i've painted mickey with it you know yeah um but then the initial one that's our logo and everything and that i make the sculptures out it's all based on that cat right there you know on that cat he's a rat that rat um (laughs) so before listen i want to talk to you about this is a segment i do uh every show i don't know why i think i started doing it because uh i'm a fat piece of shit and i'm trying to not be fat right so i'm always working out Okay. I mean, you've, you've known me a while, so you've probably seen me at peak fatness before. You've seen me lumbering around yeah. with a few extra pounds on me, right? So I'm fighting, I'm fighting those demons all the time because when you get sober, uh, you can't get high anymore, but you can definitely get high off of cupcakes if you want. So I well, do- what are you at right now? Huh? What are you at? I don't know. I don't weigh myself. I, I got up to 260 when I first got clean. Yeah. Two, no, 270. Yeah, that's two sixty. That's child's play. I, yeah, I, I fuck those numbers. Oh, okay, I'll blow right through those numbers. <laughs> uh, but um, I also, just in my defense, I'm very dense. I'm very, I'm very muscular. <laughs> okay, underneath all the fat. Okay, and I know okay. all fat guys say that. In my case, it's true. I'm very fucking strong. So watch, watch your mouth, Mikey. Knock it off. 
Okay. Um, so here's the thing. I have a show called, uh, I have a segment on the show called, What's the Fattest Thing You Did This Week? Now, unfortunately, I got really bad news. I fucked up big time this week. Uh, it's been a terrible week for me. And what I did was, what I, I'm going to talk about myself first. I went to a screening of uh, Cabin, Cabin Fever. It was an online ceramics guy did an outdoor screening of that movie, which I actually never saw. I thought I did, but I didn't. And it's a very, it's like Eli Roth, kind of a campy, like, have you ever seen Cabin Fever? I I may have. Yeah, I think so. It's great. It's just like, it's like very. Is it like a lab or something? No, no, no. no. They're they're in the woods. It's a bunch of people and college college kids in the woods. And they all get a flesh eating disease and it's just chaotic and it's fucking great. And it's funny. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. And, um. So I go there and you're sitting on bales of hay and on the way in, they had like four tables. Okay. And each table, it was, it was like the candy aisle at Albertsons. It was every candy bar you could ever imagine. Just and not the, not the small Halloween size, yeah. just the big fucking size. Yeah. Right. And that and sodas and pizza. And like, you know, I try to run a tight ship and I get there and I say to myself, I'm going to have a few pieces of candy. Right. And, but because I'm a fucking alcoholic, and also when I see free candy, my brain kind of starts short circuits because it's like I can buy whatever candy I want in yeah. the world. I can buy, I could live off candy. I could have pallets of candy in this house. No, there's no doubt, right? But when it's free and it's laid out on a table for you to take, you start to become greedy and weird about it. And I start getting the Kit Kats and the Reese's. So that night, which was Friday night, I did have like Kit Kats, Reese's peanut butter cups uh twizzlers starburst i mean i was going full fucking camp style like 12 year old kid hoarding candy watching this movie and then on the way out i I was like holy shit i didn't see that there were snickers had to have half a snickers bar and uh and that set the tone for the entire weekend and in all fucking honesty i'm gonna come completely clean last night last night i ordered jenny's ice cream three pints and uh and i and i was doing my little taste test of all three pints and i went in on that and i'm terribly embarrassed and ashamed of myself so slick what's the worst thing you ate this week no i'm actually pretty good i'm actually doing pretty good because i i I battle the same demons as you i mean being an addict and i've I've been battling uh weight my weight thing like (laughs) i mean like I said, I got the largest I got was 267 when I got clean. Yeah. I, I can't for the life of me get past this. Like I'm, I'm at like 210 right now, yeah. like 207, 210. And um, yeah, it's just so, so I'm on these and I, and I love food and I love sweets. I, I love my ribeye, you know, my cowboy steak and, yeah. and my Wagyu, my, I love Wagyu. Oh you know, yeah. I'm a sucker okay. for Wagyu steak. Yeah. Um, and I love the sweets. So it, it's, it's, it's a mission, but right now I'm, I'm pretty good. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm on these like, uh, it's called factor. You oh, know? Like meal the, delivery. The meal delivery. Oh, so yeah. that way it keeps me kind of on track, yeah. you know? Um, but do you ever get to the point where, <laughs> Where you have a whole fridge full of the factor meals, and then you didn't eat any of them, and you have to chuck. Oh yeah, them. we we chuck some. You chuck them just because we have guests over or whatever, yeah. and then I can't eat factor if we're all going to dinner, you know. Yeah. But my my latest decadent uh, dish right now is this actually it's a Korean dish where it's like it's ramen and mochi oh. and cabbage and chicken and cheese and oh my mozzarella God. cheese all in this like red sauce. Yeah. And it's just I've had that. It's so crack like yeah. that that's that's like my girlfriend eats that shit all the time yeah it's it's 
I think they call it tapaki or yeah. Tepaki she or ordered that in the pandemic, yeah. and yeah. I was like, "Why is there mozzarella and there's need noodles?" Ramen f- and yeah, yeah dude, what the fuck just, is going on? Yeah. yeah, I mean that that's that's my and that shit's bad for you. Yeah, bro, that's not I mean, because it's a, rice cakes in there. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's nothing but all the stuff I'm supposed to stay away from. Yeah, right, that's terrible. Um, but it's so bomb, you know. Yeah, um, this is the this is the 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 you know this is the cross the bear of a middle aged man is that. <laughs> You just is food is like now your fucking worst enemy, and yeah. you're just fighting off like you, most guys. <laughs> yeah. Most guys are just fighting. Not all. Some guys are just naturally no, fucking I thin and rangy. Like, just eat whatever. The eat fuck whatever they want. forever. Like, I mean, he's like uh, my my other boy Luke. He has like the, the metabolism of like what's that swimmer dude? Like yeah, he, yeah. like uh, yeah, yeah, Michael, Michael Phelps. Phelps yeah. Like he's be he has to eat like you know a hundred thousand calories a day or something. I'm like yeah. just like I'm still just struggling to stay under two thousand. You know yeah, to yeah. retain my weight. That's not even to lose weight. Yeah. Yeah, just to you be know? chubby. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Yo, I work out sometimes seven days a week yeah. just to be fucking like chubby, you know? And like, it's gratifying and I feel great, but it's yeah. like, I can't fucking lose weight. Like in order for me to lose weight, I have to go full psycho mode yeah. and be become angry at people when yeah. they ask me to eat something. Yeah. I have to tell them to go fuck themselves. Yeah. It's the only way because yeah, you, get nobody, aggro. Yeah. you have to get aggro. It's yeah. the only way it's ever worked because they don't understand. They go, just have like, why don't you just have like a little bit of Calbee or like have like, you know, one piece of this sushi. I'm like, yeah. I don't, you don't understand. Yeah. Once I open the door, yeah. it's on. It's on and cracking. I'm like, but you know what we, we've been doing too? We've been doing the the the, the conveyor belt sushi. And then what, what we do is um, I just don't eat any of the rice. Uh-huh. So like our plates are like, you know, massive, but I'm just eating all the tops. You're eating you know? just the top? Yeah. So the, no rice, you know. Fuck. Where's their good conveyor belt sushi? Because I went to one in, in mm. J-Town that was. I mean, the, the in conveyor belts are, are like, okay. They're you know? okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like a quick go-to. I yeah, would yeah, like, yeah. recommend There's it. There's no like, good ones out here, right? Mm, I mean, Kura, is that's the one we go to the yeah. one by the pad. You know, there's yeah. a few of those. But yeah. There used to be a bomb one called Flying Fish in Little Tokyo, but that one's gone. But oh, that okay. was like back in the day. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Now it's like a mochi place or something, or like a like a trinket store or something. I don't right. Know. Uh, boba place. Oh, I think it's a boba place now. I was like, damn, that was the bomb one. Fucking Flying boba. Fish, yeah. Damn. But um, yeah, food. Like, but I guess it's better to fuck up on that than relapse on drugs, you know? Yeah, for sure. You but I mean? but yes, but it's all it's like a mini. It's like you create a new world. Right, you get off of drugs, yeah, and then you have a new world of like temptations and relapses and things <laughs> where you're like, oh, I fucked up, I fucked up yesterday, I had this. Like, that's what I talk to like sober guys my age. Like, we yeah. just talk about fucking up on those things. It is better, of course, yeah. right? It's better to fucking, it's better to eat a pint of ice cream than to get an eight ball because I can get up the next day and go to the gym. And if I get well, an that, eight- well, that's my justification. Like, if, if, right. if I mean, if 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 my wife does trip too hard on my weight with her, which she does every day. Yeah. But I mean, but she knows she saw me when I was out there. Yeah, she, yeah. She's a trooper. She was yeah. there from like day one. So yeah. she knows how it was and not, not to threaten her with that, but I mean, she knows it could be a lot fucking worse. Yeah. 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 Cause I used to even, uh, uh cause I smoke cloves or I used to, Oh yeah. but I, I don't anymore because yeah. you know, cause we, we, we just had a baby during the pandemic as okay. well. So, you know, for, for our daughter, you know, and you know, yeah. cause I, I actually want to, be around when she goes to high school and shit you know so we quit all that noise and she's like you can't even sneak that when you go to car shows because that's what i used to do i used to sneak a little clove or or like when i'm painting in my my paint studio i, I sit back look at the painting and i'm smoking yeah and it just feels good it feels yeah. right you know yeah, and yeah. but I, I i agreed to even stop that because yeah. she knew i was sneaking you know but yeah. she didn't say nothing you know 
Yeah, you have to you have to put a fucking fatwa on everything that's that's you know it's all got to go yeah. for me. I and I love the smell of weed still, you know. And, oh, yeah. and but I I just stay away from everything because of the the meth, you know. Like, yeah. That that was my demon, and I don't want to relapse. Like I might be a little high on on weed or something, and be like, well, you know what, maybe. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah. I'll, I'll no, do man. a rail of the, that, the yeah, just a little too. baby bump. Yeah, like and that's how it got me back when I first relapsed was. Uh, I stopped. I said, I'm not going to smoke meth anymore. I'm just going to do a line. Yeah. And then I was just doing lines and I didn't feel like I was quite back in it because I'll do a rail now and then. But this girl I was dating at the time, she's like, oh, but if you heat up the pipe and you snort it, it's called a hot rail. And I was like, you snort the line, but then you blow out smoke. And I was like, holy shit. I was like. Cheat code. Yeah. And I was like, (laughs) this is my new shit. And this is a loophole. And then after that, I was just like. Well, fuck it. I might as well smoke it if that's the case. You know, like yeah. you know, you, you you make excuses every time, and you just get deeper and deeper. And yeah, your brain your brain is trying to kill you if you're an alcoholic. It's <laughs> constantly doing push ups, getting stronger, and trying to like because if you go out, like let's say you put twenty years together, and then you go out, it's not going to be casual. Like you're not going to go out and be like once in a once in a while. You're going to go out. You're going to go ham. Yeah. And also, you got resources now. Yeah. Right. You got. <laughs> You got shit to lose. Yeah, yeah. And you could throw a lot of money at the problem. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, I can really do this. Yeah. And your addict brain will kick in and just fucking try to murk you. Yeah. You know, but you know, but you know, I think I think with addiction, I think you who got it even worse is the gambling gamblers. Yeah. Because I think like with drugs, you only can do so much drugs, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I like I can only smoke so much meth. I can't really, you know what I mean? But you could actually not only lose your house, but you could lose your your you know borrow money from so and so you can get are you yourself, a gambler i used to yeah. you know i used to get, play a little pie gal and stuff like that but yeah. not not enough to i mean you know i play a little poker badly yeah I, I love poker you know yeah. what i mean but not you know i think ever since the thing is doing business yourself you yeah. gamble on yourself all the fucking time yeah, yeah and yeah. uh <laughs> every day is a gamble and i'm I, I like rather especially after you after you if you after you lose like let's say 50 racks or something like that yeah 50 racks i mean i'm saying if yeah, let's say if. you lost 50 racks yeah. i mean that shit would just eat at me because i yeah. would be like damn no, i could have put that towards no that's this, lights that, out. And the third you know that's what I mean? lights out no. you know what i mean so yeah so i think gamblers got it even worse because not only you can lose your own shit but you can lose your family shit and you know like drugs i guess you're only taking yourself down you know yeah, Kevin, but, Kevin, shout out Kevin Kuzatsu who said, when you're gambling, think about what that money represents. You're like, oh, this right here is a new iPad. This is a Honda. Like, yeah. you got to look at it as, yeah. as items and it becomes real. Because yeah. that money, like, being someone who's lost the equivalent of his rent in a week, yeah. it's it's like, I can take the hit, no problem. It's yeah. not a big deal. Like, yeah. I got, you know, I'm good. But it hurts so fucking bad because I'm like, that's a month, that's rent. That yeah. could have been put towards a million, that could have been a fucking anything. Could have yeah. been a trademark. Like, that could have been the future of something. Like, and instead it just lined some jack fucking pockets. Yeah, I was right? smoking right, two ounces, two ounces a week, maybe, at my highest point. Of meth? Of meth. Holy shit. So, so my connect would just bring it. Like, I didn't even have to leave the house. He'd oh my bring God. it and like leave like with money because i you know he'd front it to me and it was just it was that like i never had to leave the house oh my god so i was just there like thinking i'm creating all kind of graphics you know yeah. thinking i'm doing all kind of like dope you sober shit. up just like a squiggle dude <laughs> i saw some of my old sketchbooks yeah, yeah. like when i was high i call it the ice age yeah and um i can't even decipher the sketches yeah. i mean they're so out because you before you finish your sketch you already got ten thousand other ideas so like 
I'm just trying to, let's say, draw this guy throwing a ball. Like I've already in my mind threw it, caught it. Like, you know, like. You're too like, ahead of yourself. Yeah. You're in the it, future. You're sketching in the future. Yeah. It was yeah. so sketched out. Like I couldn't even decipher. Now that I'm clean, it's like I, I can, you know, make sense of some of the stuff and, and actually finish a project and execute. And so I'm a lot sharper now, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And just Absolutely. thankful that I have my mind still halfway intact. It's all better. That, that we can talk about it and laugh about yeah, it. Now. Yeah. It's all better clean. I try to tell guy, new guys, they're like, I got to fucking. I gotta take a Molly so I can fuck this chick. I'm like, it's gonna be fine, man. That's just one night. Yeah, you're gonna jeopardize your ho- your whole fucking get down for yeah. one night with one person. Like, give me a break. It's all fine. Like, everyone's like, I'm not gonna be able to draw. I'm not gonna be able to make music. I'm like, yeah, you're gonna do better. It's gonna be even better <laughs> well, than you thought is, it was. It seems like it was an adventure when you're when you're out and when yeah. you're on a good one. Like, yeah. even the simplest task, you know, was became an adventure. You yeah, know? and I think that's maybe was fun about it to me i feel like since oh I clean, yeah i feel like i'm so not fun anymore yeah. like i feel like okay that fun went out the door when it became clean you know but well, you feel like you're you feel like you're some sort of fucking you feel like you're some sort of like bandit or, or a spy because you're like you got to put the shit in the car and drive your high <laughs> you got to hide the shit you're driving to the spot yeah. you gotta get to connect you get the shit and like you're you're just playing this game yeah, like yeah. i remember driving around like that and being like fuck yeah i'm Dude, gonna fucking burn this I, I shit all down cook meth in my pad I mean, like, dude, like, I mean, it, it I mean, it doesn't sound that crazy, but I mean, crazy. you know, you don't really take, you don't consider the repercussions, right? Like if yeah. you got caught or yeah, whatever, yeah. Oh, things yeah. like that. But we used to do some crazy shit, you know? Yeah. And I remember the microwave blowing up with, we were like trying to clean all this meth. The microwave blew up. Any normal person would be tripping out or whatever, right? Yeah. But not us. We put blankets on my kitchen to chamber the smoke so we wouldn't waste any. Oh my god! You know, because we wanted to, we wanted to. So <laughs> these monkeys like, over there cracking up. Look at them. <laughs> I mean, dude, like, I mean, I got some meth stories, but yeah, we're not allowed to talk about them at the meetings because you're not trying to glorify it or anything. Right, but right. I mean, it's just funny as fuck now to think about. Like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like, yeah, try my my microwave just exploded with all this meth in the house, and I'm you're and trying I'm, to trap the smoke. And I'm trying to trap the smoke in to chamber it all in, so I get so I don't waste it. You know? Fuck, dude, trying yeah. to chase smoke—that's so sick. <laughs> <laughs> chasing smoke wow oh, but yeah dude i wish you know i don't know this has been fun man i, yeah. I know you got to get yeah. out you know yeah, yeah, thanks no, for I, having me on the you know the the podcast yeah thanks for coming you know? man it'll be good it'll be good in the in the lineup we got some we got some good some good guys i had saber on yeah yeah it was just insane yeah he got some serious graffiti stories. i wish i had those kind of stories like you got them you got them it's just he I don't have anything interesting as like like he got like stabbed like on the like impaled, yeah, impaled himself and shit. Like, on a fence. Like, yeah, he told me some crazy shit. I'm like, he's a maniac. Whoa. Yeah, I was like, damn. Yeah, yeah. no, you got good ones. This was a good show. Um, all right, I got a jam. Slick, thank you so much. Appreciate you for coming yeah. through. Good to meet you, Mikey. Um, yeah, I got to bounce actually. 